Welcome back to the Fulfilled Female Entrepreneur Podcast. It's your host, Cassandra Rosa. I'm a certified coaching, healer, and intuitive business coach. And the mission behind all that I do is to help you to create a fulfilling life and business. Today, I'm excited to have Laura Jane Layton on the episode, and she's going to be talking about overcoming workaholic tendencies and cultivating self-care. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm really excited to have Laura here today for a conversation about self-care. This isn't going to be your average self-care kind of podcast episode. We're really going to be talking about how to overcome the workaholicness, the chaos that happens within this holiday season, and really giving yourself permission to go inside, not just you know do a face mask or a bubble bath, for self-care, but really going from the inside out to transform your external world. I was just a guest on her podcast. We're going to like leave a link in the show notes and in the link of this video so you can check it out. It was so much fun. It was a beautiful, seamless conversation. And I'm excited to change the roles here and hear all of your <laughs> wisdom now, Laura. First and foremost, thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. I'm excited to introduce you to all the listeners as well. So we have Laura Jane Layden is a visionary behind the Laura Jane Layden show, where she merges her background as personal coaching with her firsthand experience as a recovering corporate workaholic, overcoming work-related stress and neglecting self-care. Her message serves as a beacon of hope for women seeking to transform their inner bully voice into an unwavering supporter and best friend. With a warmth and relatable approach, Laura guides her listeners and clients towards creating lasting change inspired by their own journey and self-discovery. She specializes in helping women change their self-talk, fostering self-kindness and support the way that they interact with their closest friends, having navigated her own journey from workaholism to prioritizing self-care after a wake-up call, Laura is uniquely equipped to guide others towards a greater balance and fulfillment. Beautiful word to end off with and totally in alignment with the mission of this podcast. I love it. Is that funny? That is so synchronicity to have that be the last word I put in the bio and it is the key in what you do. So I love it. Alignment, alignment. <laughs> so thank you for being here. And this podcast is called Fulfilled Female Entrepreneurs. So I would love to hear from your perspective, what fulfillment means to you. Oh, you know, just that, you know, when you eat a meal, <laughs> you can walk away from the table hungry. You can walk the way from the table fulfilled, or you can walk away stuffed and miserable. Mm. And it's finding that balance in life of, am I eating enough? Have I eaten too much? Or is it just right? And to me, fulfillment is feeling just right. Not wanting for more and not wishing for less. That gratitude of things are perfect just the way they are right now. I love that. I love the way that you explain that. And my mind went to, isn't it Goldilocks and the three bears with the whole concept <laughs> of just getting to that just right um, position? I love that perspective. And I think that that whole concept of desiring more, I think as entrepreneurs that are very impact focused as the listeners are here, 
it's easy to get caught up in that, of that desiring more. And it's not necessarily even for you. It could be for the world. It could be for your family. It could be for the greater good. So I really love how you're anchoring into that gratitude of all that you have in the present, nothing less and nothing more. And with all that you do, helping women, helping your target market with all that you do with your podcast and your coaching, what's the most fulfilling part of what you do now and how you're serving the world? Oh my, talking to people like you, I have so much fun with the guests and being on shows. You know, you get in this little bubble. We live in a neighborhood that is so small compared to the world. And you kind of get used to being either the odd duck or, you know, you just, you don't realize how many amazing people there are out there until you start talking to them and you go, oh my gosh, I am not the only one that thinks we can be fulfilled, that thinks we can do our best and be grateful for right where we're at. And so that is my favorite part. I usually record midweek and those are my favorite days. I leave so excited, like fulfilled. When I used to go to the corporate office every day, I'd come home drained. This fulfills me. And as our listeners learn to fulfill what just makes them feel good, they are going, it is just like being able to breathe again. You're not struggling. It's just natural. You don't have to think about breathe, 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 breathe. It just comes. And when you hit that point in your life, you're no longer forcing things. It just happens. Yes. I love that you said that. So many of us forget to breathe. We're doing things that aren't bringing us joy, that aren't satisfying us, that aren't creating that sense of bliss and expansion and evolution for our souls it's easy to forget to breathe just to hold it up all in here you know and having to remember to think to breathe is something that just shows you the misalignments that can happen in our own lives you know us taking a back seat in our own lives not even driving the car so I love how you're expressing this in such a fluid and like dancing way I almost wanted to dance with you while you're talking mm-hmm. about let's do it <laughs> of how how these conversations are so fulfilling for you. And I have to say, it's one of the most fulfilling parts of everything that I do as well, connecting with people like you, the black sheep of the family, the oddballs, as we may say, that are thinking outside the box. And I think that um, it's always comforting to have conversations like this and listen to episodes of people that have that alignment as well. So with that being said, do you want to speak to a little bit about that journey of you being in that corporate world and stepping into what it is that you do now and how your whole concept of self-care has transformed in that process? Absolutely. Um, I definitely was major workaholic. Um, work was my number one priority. Nothing came before work, not my children, not my family, not my parents, not my health. Everything came second to me. The more money I made and the more hours I had to work, the more successful I felt, but the less fulfilled I felt. Did you know success and fulfillment are not synonyms? 
And we go through life thinking, if I just become more successful, I will fulfill all the desires of my heart. They're not, they can be the same. They're not usually. And I did not wake up until I found myself in the hospital with heart surgery. And I had killed myself by not taking care of me. When you sit there and you go, what the crap did I do? It is time to change. And my goal is that nobody else ever has to wake up in that hospital bed, that you take the change today and to start doing things that are going to fill you today. Baby steps is all you need to do. What one thing, write down a bunch of things you could do. What one thing can you do today for your help or your self-care? And I like to look at self-care as taking an inside out approach. So many of us go get our hair done or get our nails done or go have a massage. Those things are great. Massages can be very therapeutic, can be very relaxing. They're not things that you don't want to do. But if we neglect what's on the inside and we neglect the negative thoughts. If I'm getting my hair done because I think in my head the only way I'm going to be presentable to the outside world is have hair like everybody else, wrong reason. If you're doing it because you like it, right reason. So it's really going back into who is your core? What is your core? And how do you express that and let that shine from the inside? And you'll hear me talk about the bully voice. That is that voice that one time a kid in third grade told you you had ugly teeth and for the rest of your life, you hide your mouth. That kid said it one time. Guess who said it the rest of the time? You did. And until we take what somebody said from years and years ago and let go of it and allow yourself to be who you are and accept yourself for who you are, that is the self-care I want everybody to do because that is the self-care that's going to keep you out of that hospital bed. When you can say, I don't need to work 10 hours today. I have other priorities I need to work on. Those are an important piece of your life. And when you make those choices, that's your self-care from the inside out. Amazing. I really appreciate that you took that experience and from being in that hospital bed and allowing that to transform and the way that you're expressing it, of it's not just getting your hair done, it's going to the bully voice. It's really understanding that it's really understanding that that can be the origin of those replayed thoughts that are happening over and over and over again. And by addressing that, that self-care, like mic drop moment, that is so powerful. <laughs> So, so powerful because this whole concept of self-care, you know, is the bubble baths, the, the outside world, or maybe it's journaling or just meditating, but I really love your perspective on this and how you've looked at your experiences to uncover really 
understanding that bully voice. And I would love to know from you, like from having that moment of being in that hospital bed and making that shift of making self-care a priority, what did that look like for you? What was that transformation like of prioritizing self-care, but the internal one of really going deep into that bully voice inside of you? Oh, you know, it, it's been very evolving. So it it's not something that happens overnight. It's something that you do baby steps. And that's why on my podcast, I have a weekly challenge. Every Monday, you get an episode that's a new challenge. And there are things that little baby steps, you can do this this week. This week, we're going to stop saying sorry. Guess what? Sorry is a shame. We have been trained that when you say sorry, you did something wrong. And half the things that we apologize for are not wrong. I was so trained to say sorry that I would run into a wall and say sorry. It was just that immediate response. You do this. you, And guess what? You can be late for a meeting and you can say, thank you for waiting for me. Or you can say, thank you for starting without me. You can say thank you and you can take away the shame. We all have reasons we're late sometime. It's okay. It's acknowledging that you do not have to shame yourself because you're not perfect or punctual all the time. Those are man-made expectations. And until you can start replaying and accepting your personal expectations as your rule book, and not all these things that somebody else gave us, then you free yourself. And mm-hmm. so it's finding those words or those situations or those things that trigger you into feeling unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that made me feel sad. What do I do about it? And it's standing up and voicing it. I had a friend. Oh, well, she wasn't a friend. I had a friend of me that someone I had to deal with. I did not like, I didn't want to be around them. And it came to a point where I finally said, hey, this isn't working. Either we align or we need to move on to different teams. This is not going to work. We both are going home angry. We're both going home miserable and we've got to make a change. And just the process of standing up and saying something changed our whole dynamic. That's what I want you to do with yourself. We have been so inbred with act this way, do this thing. I want you to say, self, I do not have to feel bad. Does my husband just said, calm down? I do not have to feel shameful. And it was like three days ago, my husband, like I was kind of stressing out over something and he's like doing this slow down thing. And I'm going, hon, that makes me feel like you don't want to hear what's going on. I understand you're trying to help me internalize, but what I am responding is uh, shut up. I don't feel like hearing this. And I says, I know it's not your intent, but I need you to know how I'm feeling. The second you can find words and share the way you're feeling, that is self-care from the inside out. That is acknowledging, I have a trigger. I need to fix it. But right now I need to let you know it's a trigger because it's not fixed yet. And learning to change our responses. If somebody does something that you're not comfortable with, we change a response. We don't, we can't change the outside person. You can't change that. It's impossible. 
well, you could be a hermit and then you can bring in a little bit more control, but you still have weather and all that other stuff that it's just going to happen. So it's learning to change your responses. And that's why I just so much go to this self-care from the inside out, because as we change those triggers, as we change those expectations, as we take away the shame, we release ourselves from that being at the buffet, overfeeding ourselves and feeling full because somebody said the more money I make and the more successful and the more hours I work, the more I am successful. Nope. We need to be personally successful. Mm-hmm. And that's when you stop when you're comfortable and you allow yourself to be you. I'm so captivated by you. I'm so captivated by what you're saying. And you're completely opening my mind to all the different ways that maybe I've been giving self-care to myself that I wouldn't even label it that way. Or I'm like recalling all these things in my life. Huh, you know what? Maybe I should make those adjustments. So I can show more self-care to myself. And as a Canadian, you know, sorry, sorry, sorry. We're the polite ones, right? It's easy to get caught up in that. And I really love that you gave that as one of the examples that you're giving um, your listeners on your podcast in that challenge to be able to incorporate more of that. But what are some of the other most profound forms of self-care that you've done for yourself since that pivotal moment uh, that were internal and intrinsic? that allowed you to make that shift and that transformation of where you are now? You know, one of the things that I didn't allow myself to do for a lot of years was have friends. I had friends, I had acquaintances, but I never did anything with them. We never went anywhere. We never enjoyed other, I had my family, I had my work, I had my family, I had my work. And the very first thing I did was allow myself to do things with other people. Mm. And I know that sounds really tiny, but just to get out and I, I would go do things with my friends. I We started doing these paint nights and I, I'm sure Canada has them too. Yes. Yeah. I have 30 some odd paintings in my basement that I know my kids are going to throw away when they're done, but <laughs> It was time with my friends. It was time when I didn't have to think about taking care of my family. It was time I didn't have to think about work and all of the deliverables that I had. And finding those few things that you can expand and allow yourself to be you, then it becomes a very beautiful life. So good. So many practical things to apply so many things to focus on and reflect and ponder on. And I would love to ask you just one more question before we get into all the goods in the podcast and all the ways that they can connect with you. (laughs) If people are looking and reflecting on their life and they're trying to uncover where they should start for them to incorporate more self-care and prioritize that, you know, not just think about it, but prioritize it and act on it. How can they uncover where to start for them? I think first we need to understand that self-care and self-assuredness is not arrogance. It's not selfish. It's not any of those things. And until you can realize that it's not those things, you will struggle. And so it's taking that example of the airplane, put your mask on first and then your children's. 
oh, why? It's so much easier just to get that done and then do my own. Because with you, if you do not take care of yourself, you cannot take care of the others. There's a quote out there that says, oh, God, my brain farts. Like, I can't remember. So give the world the best of you, not what's left of you. And if you are giving and giving and giving, and you're not taking the time to fill your own cup, you don't have enough to share. And so first of all, take care of your needs, eat, sleep, socialize. Those things are so important to our foundation. And if you've never, ever socialized, pick one thing. If you've never eaten healthy, pick one change. If you've, I had to start with just making sure I had a glass of water in the morning. Uh, That was my first step. Mm -hmm. When I got to reclaim my health, I don't know how for so many years, I haven't put myself or my nutrition first. What do I need to do? And it took many years of little changes to finally go off all my heart medication, to finally go off all of my diabetes medication and my antidepressants. And it took years to change my nutrition to where I could do that. And it was baby steps. Mm -hmm. So my, my thing is identify what you want and it's okay if it changes, but if you have a target, it's so much easier to hit than if you don't pick one or two things that would get you closer to that target. Cause the closer the target is, the easier it is to hit one step. Okay. I did that. If it's just a glass of water in the morning, if it's just a solitude time in the bathtub alone, where you can meditate and reflect on your day, that self-care when you say yoga, Yeah, that can be self-care if you're doing it to realign yourself. Mm -hmm. All those things are self-care if they're done for the right reason and they give you fulfillment. If it's something you're doing because somebody else said it's self-care and it doesn't fulfill you, don't do it. If if going to the ocean, somebody else says is self-care to realign and ground and you don't like the ocean, don't go. It's not self-care for you. You need to pick your own self-care path. And so really identifying a target and a couple steps to get you there and taking care of those. And then check, is that still the target I want to go to? Okay, let's go on a couple more steps. A couple more steps. And one challenge at a time. If you hear a word, if someone says something and it just doesn't work right, figure out how to change it. Like I was telling somebody, if I told you you were ugly, what would you think? Well, I would think you're crazy. Well, that's because you know you're not ugly. But if I told you you had a weird voice, what would you think? Mm-hmm. I might second guess it. I might wonder. I might keep my mouth shut. I might talk less because I don't know. So if something's triggering you to hold back and shut down, figure out a way to respond differently. And it's our responses that are going to set you free. I love this. Such a powerful episode. Thank you so much for all this wisdom. And if people want to learn more, they want to continue on this journey with you. They want to hop on over to your podcast. Can you talk a little bit about its mission and where they can tune in? 
Yes. You can find me almost everywhere under Laura Jane Layton. So hard. It's just my name. The podcast is The Laura Jane Layton Show. And its mission, and it has a tagline of silencing your inner bully. But that means we're going to turn down the negativity that we tell ourselves and we're going to turn up that friendly voice. Next time you trip and fall, you're your friend. You're not a klutz. You're, oh, let me help you up. You are going to change your thoughts and your words from making yourself feel bad to supporting yourself. And that is why I bring on amazing guests like you. Help spread the words of ways that we can allow ourselves to be us. Allow ourselves to take the gifts that you were given, your God-given gifts, and let them shine. Your gifts are different than mine. Mine are different than yours. There's nobody's that is exactly the same. And you know why? Because if we all had the same gift, we'd all be dentists and everybody have great teeth, but our hearts would be failing. <laughs> we have different reasons and different things for a reason. We would have no cops. We would have no fire department. There's variety because variety works and embrace your own flavor of you. And if you want to hear all of the amazing ways to take care of yourself, stay tuned for our podcast. It's the Lara Jean Layton Show. And if you're going anywhere else, Facebook, LinkedIn, my website's all Lara Jean Layton. So you'll find us. Amazing. Thank you so much. This was an amazing episode. I appreciate our connection. I appreciate all your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Cassandra, thank you. It's been wonderful. And I've had a wonderful afternoon spending it with you. Yes, me as well. That's all for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review on podcasting platforms. If you're not already following me on Instagram, my handle is Cassandra Rosa A. Stay tuned for the next episode. It will be out on Thursday. See you then. Bye.